Welcome to Meet the Church. This is a podcast from Providence Church in Austin, featuring a new person each week from our congregation. We're excited to discuss the work, interests, and testimonies of our church members to better get to know each other and to talk about experiences with God. I'm Ashlyn Vandevanter, and this week I get to talk with Carolyn Fuller about how community and connection impact every part of her life the art and science of coffee roasting, and seeing the world through the eyes of Jesus. appreciate you chatting with me. I'm really uh, looking forward to getting to know you um, and more about your story. Um, I'd love to start just where you grew up and what your childhood looked like. And let's just go back to the very beginning. Yeah, I uh, I grew up actually in um, part, part of my life was in Palatine, Illinois, which is a suburb outside of Chicago. Uh, and then we moved to Texas, West Texas, actually Midland. And I graduated high school in Midland, Texas. Uh, my parents actually were missionaries, uh, for Cadence International, uh, for many years, I think 25 years. And they took a break and decided to, uh, work at a church in Texas. And so that's how we ended up in Texas. And then they actually are back with that ministry, um, in South Dakota currently. So I come from a family of missionaries. My actually I have cousins that are missionaries and then my sister and her husband are missionaries as well with the same organization as Cadence International. So that's my story. What was it like uh growing up with parents who were missionaries? Uh you definitely get that uh oh missionary kid, you know, get you're the good kid, never do anything wrong, you know have to follow all the rules. And um, so I definitely had that. It was really fun, though, because I was like, we lived in Germany for several years. And then I also we lived in Panama for a while, which is really cool and getting to travel a lot. So I had a passport since I was newborn, all the way up until now, at age 32. And so it's, um, yeah, I got to see a lot of people got to be go to a lot of different um, countries, which was really fun. And um, just having that eyes for the world from a very young age, which I appreciate. And it definitely impacts me now. Yeah. Do you have a favorite um, place that you've lived? Um, I think, I mean, I remember I was pretty young when we lived in Germany. So there's definitely sweet memories of that. But I think the most impactful place that I lived was Panama because we, I mean, it's a third world country. We were, we spent um, evenings, like spent the night a few times in these like huts in these, like with this tribe in the middle of nowhere. And we had like cut out canoes that they, you know, you're like canoeing across the water and it's like where they bathe and go to the bathroom and there then they also joke about like there's piranhas in the water you know it's just like all of those memories are so 
I mean, I remember it like it was yesterday. It was such a huge moment, you know, as a kid to be like, oh my goodness, I'm in, you know, hanging out with these like people that are like half naked in the middle of (laughs) Panama, the tribe, like National Geographic, like everything that you can imagine being in a tribe, hanging out with them. That was it. You know, we had this, we rode in on this tiny little propeller plane and, you know, landed on a grass strip, you know, that was like way too small, then we shouldn't have made it, but we made it. And all the tribe comes out and, you know, to greet us. And they're just obsessed with, you know, my sister and I's blonde hair. And um, I even think I remember there was a a guy that wanted to trade my sister for a goat, like to to, trade with my dad, (laughs) give her, uh, give him a goat and he, he could have her as his wife. And, uh, my dad joked, of course, was like, oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Two goats. We'll, we'll do it. Um, but yeah, I think that was definitely that time in Panama was, you know, very memorable. Um, definitely as kids, we didn't want to go there. We wanted to be with our friends in the States, but once we got there, it was, we have so many fun memories of living in Panama. What ages were you there? Um, we were, I was, good question i think around eight or nine maybe a little older i mean clearly you remember it vividly but you also can you have like kind of a world view at that point you know in your life yeah yeah it was definitely yeah um i mean we definitely like know you know the the comforts of living in the states and then when we got to panama you know my parents had been missionaries already for a long time but we had been in Germany or been stateside and so my parents you know joked like this is where real missionaries live they live you know out with the tribe you know these tribes and live you know in the middle of nowhere with like no running water you know like we live in luxury <laughs> which is funny to say as a missionary you, you don't live in luxury but you know compared to all these other people you know, these new Mm -hmm. tribes missions that we were working with at that time. So, yeah. How do you, um, how do you see like the impact of that, of being able to like grow up and know so many different cultures and have that experience? How has that like influenced you as an adult? I think the probably there's a couple of things that definitely, you know, formed me, um, and to the way I look at things now, but, um, just being complete, like aware of that there's so much more out there. There's so many different cultures and also just being able to interact with those cultures, uh, well and understanding that they're the way they think, do things and the way that they, uh, view the world is just as important as the way I view the world. Um, in their culture. Um, and so being able to see that and understand that and be accepting of those different cultures and also just knowing that our world is so small <laughs> and, um, and how like blessed we are where we're at, you know, being in the States, but also, um, yeah, I think just having those eyes for other people, uh, I'm able to, to like connect with just people easier um with especially with people with different backgrounds and i think a lot of that comes from growing up and constantly being around different people and and you know from 
living in Germany, living in Panama, yes. But also um, just the different, you know, my parents work with U.S. military. And so there was a lot of people from a lot of different parts of the world and different parts of the States. And so they all had different views and how they grew up and how they acted. And so I think just being around that constantly and being around uh, different types of people and not being just with the same people I grew up with or um, that all were born in the same city and stayed in the same neighborhood. So they all had the same thoughts. So I think having that, just being able to understand other people better, connect with other people better, um, and just have eyes for, you know, other people and the nations and all of that. That's just been ingrained in me and for so long. So it's when I talk to other people, just like at church and different things like that, they're just like eyes are open when they hear about ministry outside of Austin. And I'm like, yeah. It's been going on forever, <laughs> like, but um, I have to remember too. I I grew up in it, like so. It's mm. it's always been part of my world. Yeah. Okay, so let's go back to Midland for a second. So you graduated high school in Midland, mm-hmm. and then what did you do after that? Yeah, so I graduated high school in Midland. My parents actually moved away to Seattle um, to go back to ministry with Cadence International. And so I stayed in Midland. I, as you know, you can imagine being a missionary kid, we don't have a lot of money. So it was kind of like, all right, you're on your own now, figure out college. Can't help you with that. And so um, I stayed in Midland. I went to Midland College, the community college, and uh, got a scholarship, went to Texas Tech. As you would imagine, Midland to Lubbock is pretty, you know, seems like always the next step. So um did that. Didn't get, like, the big college experience of, like, university, you know, right out of high school. I had to be responsible. And so I, um yeah, I did two years at Midland College for free, which is awesome because I, they, I guess people don't like to stay in Midland to go to college, which I understand. And so did that and transferred to Texas Tech. And it was actually really cool how it all worked out because obviously I didn't have any money. I didn't want to have tons of debt. Um, I was working the whole time through college. And uh, it all worked out. I got two years free college, uh, Midland College doing community service. And then Midland had college had this cool transfer, like scholarship to Texas Tech. Got that paid for for two years. So I actually graduated with no debt. <laughs> so just pretty that's incredible awesome. um but yeah that's kind of how I transitioned um to Texas Tech but it was interesting because all my family actually went to Moody, Moody Bible Institute in downtown Chicago so it was like kind of um definitely different from the rest of my family a lot of like my family went to Christian colleges went to Moody Bible Institute did Bible college and I did not do that I went to you know public university definitely not a Christian University and, you know, did something completely different. But um, yeah, God just kind of led me there. And that's where I ended up. And that's where I met my husband too, at um, at the end of college. So. Okay. What did you study when you were at Texas Tech? Um, so I actually studied exercise sports science um, and minor in psychology. So I, my plan was that I would do cardiac rehab. And that was my track. And uh that didn't happen. A lot of stuff happened, I feel like, 
it, it's a lot of like I feel like when I look back at my life of you know ten years or this is more than ten years since I graduated college. It feels like my resume is all over the place, um, <laughs> but everything you know has worked out the way it needed to work out and has kind of um, everything has set me up for the next thing. So even though I didn't go and do cardiac rehab like I hoped, you know, God still had other things for me, which was, you know, it's been pretty cool to see how it's, how it's all kind of come up, you know, evolved, I guess, over the, the 10 years. Yeah. So what are you doing now? Um, so right now I actually work for a coffee company here in Austin, um, head of operations. So I'm doing that, just kind of run the show oversee our cafe we have two caf- uh, coffee shops and then we also have a wholesale um coffee roasting which uh so we're in you know like whole foods to you know cafes in california we have a cafe and that exclusively does our coffee in new york city which is like over by um i think their cafe is like near um wall street so it's very like the business district mm-hmm. um but yeah, so I do that. And then I also do apartment life, which is just the ministry that works with apartment complexes. So I do that as well. I live on property at an apartment downtown, which we basically just build community within our property and then also do events for residents. So just kind of bringing that value um, up for them to stay here, stay at Cole where we're at and, um, and, uh, just people to get neighbors to get to know each other because that doesn't happen often in apartments and just in neighborhoods in general, but especially in apartment complexes. So you mentioned that you're the head of operations for a coffee shop and then you you do apartment life as well. I feel like the connector for those is connection itself. Yeah, so absolutely. The working, the coffee shop, it's all about building that community with with our baristas to our customers. Uh, I do a lot of it through our wholesale accounts for our coffee beans. So building those relationships with, you know, our big major grocery stores, getting to know them so that we can expand into other stores. Um, And then just getting to know our community here in Austin. It's been really fun because I did a lot of just natural networking at my old job. And so I had, it was neat because I really started to get to know Austin itself and get to know the businesses here in Austin because I hadn't had that the first couple of years that I lived here. Um, and so it was, it's cool to see that, you know, just getting to know businesses here in Austin and people, you know, what they're doing and seeing how they're growing or, you know, new ones popping up and all that. And so the last, two and a half years that I've been with this coffee company, I didn't really think of that being another outlet for me to get to know more businesses. I I guess I, I mean, I knew that they were in a few shops and stuff like that, but I just didn't understand the, um, yeah, what that would actually look like. So it's been really fun to see like two and a half years, just even getting to know different businesses. So at my last job, it was, you know, all techie, companies and like that you know pretty large companies um companies had a lot of money had a lot of money backing them 
And um, now we still work, you know, with those corporate chains and stuff like that. And yes, they have money, but most of them are, you know, the mom and pop shops that really, you know, did it with just a little bit of cash. You know, somehow they strapped it together. They built the space themselves. They, you know, whatever it is. Um, and so it is fun because now I'm getting to work with like the really when you imagine starting a business that like mom and pop shop or, you know, that, that those two guys that, you know, had $5,000 to figure out how they're going to build this business. <laughs> so, um, it's been full to see like the other side of Austin, not just the tech side or the side that has all the money that has all that funding that's coming in, but you know, those people that are just like the regular folks that just decided they were going to start a business. That's awesome. Okay. So you'll have to tell me what coffee shop it is so that I can uh, go get me some Friday morning coffee tomorrow. Yeah. So it's flat track coffee is okay. the, our, the coffee we roast and you'll see yeah, that's our main um, uh, coffee shop. And then we also have Palomino. So we actually have two coffee shops. So uh, Palomino is on 12th Street. 12th mm-hmm. Street is like Springdale area. And then the mm-hmm. so same side, east side area. And then Flat Track is on Cesar Chavez. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. That's so... I'm like so intrigued now. <laughs> um, okay, so let's kind of rewind a little bit. And um, you mentioned that you met your husband at Texas Tech. Um, can you tell us how y'all met? Yeah, so we actually met. So I worked at a uh, Christian camp in Colorado when I was in college. And there was sometimes people would come and volunteer. And there was a guy that came, kind of quirky, um, definitely, yeah, super nice, but a little strange. You're kind of like, oh, okay, thanks for volunteering. Uh, but anyways, he was worked with us. I think he volunteered for like a week or something like that. And he, you know, added me on, let's say what it was, the Facebook at the time. So he added me on Facebook. And so anyways, we stayed in contact. And... He mentioned, hey, I have this friend that goes to Texas Tech that I think you should meet. And I was like, no, I'm good. And also because this guy was like kind of odd. I was like, "Eh, I don't think I'm super nice. And I feel bad saying this, but like, I don't think your friend and my and me are going to get along. Like, I just, you know, I didn't feel it. So anyways, (laughs) he kept pushing me. He's like, no, I really think you should meet this guy. He's like really cool. And all this. I'm like, okay, well, I was you know, getting to the end of college. And so I had my plan to graduate, head up to Seattle where my parents live, move there, do my life there. And anyway, so that was my plan. And uh, anyways, that guy kept bugging me about like, hey, you should meet this person. I was like, okay, fine. I'm about to, I was about to head off to uh, Japan to see my sister. So I was like, this will be great. I'll just meet the guy and then move on out and never talk to him again. So it's fine. And so I... <laughs> I uh I met Brant, my husband. Uh it was the guy that um I was being told I should meet and uh we actually it's funny cuz um I really just had not a good attitude about this. I had no interest in dating someone, no interest in this. I was like this is such a waste of time. And I was actually there was a storm uh 
pretty, I don't know if you guys, if you've been to West Texas, they have really severe storms with just really extreme weather. And so it was one of those like classic extreme weather situations. So I was like, part of me, I was like, oh, I probably shouldn't go anyways because of the weather. And uh, I was like texting my dad and called him. I was like, I really don't want to be here. I'm in the parking lot. Like, I think I should just fail on this guy. <laughs> my dad's like, no, you'll, like, you can't do that. You can't leave this guy hanging go in there, have a cup of coffee, say nice to meet you and you can leave. It'll be fine. So anyways, I go in there, I meet Brant. He's, I'm late. He's early, which drives him nuts. And so that's already like, he's already annoyed with that. And <laughs> I don't care. Show up in t-shirt and jeans, not making an effort whatsoever. I actually think I've had a cold. Um, so I'm like coughing, have a cough drop, which obviously during COVID time, this would be a really bad situation if you're coughing while you're meeting someone. But, um, yeah, so we met and, uh, so it was blind day. It, it went pretty well. Uh, we talked a ton. We actually didn't even have coffee because we just talked the whole entire time. And, uh, it was really, it's funny how it worked out. Like, obviously, like God was, he had his hands in it. And he, Brant was never someone that I would ever have thought I would be interested in and vice versa for him too. Like definitely in his mind of who he was going to marry, I was like pretty much the opposite of that. Um, but we just connected and we had a lot of fun talking and kind of, the, I guess the rest is history on that. I know what you mean when you say like, he's just not who I thought I was going to marry and vice yeah. versa. Yeah. But like, okay, then what is it about him that like compliments you so well that obviously y'all are married and mm -hmm. all the things? Yeah. Yeah. I think he is very orderly and things like things done in a, you know, he's very, yeah, he's orderly, like things done in a certain way. He's an engineer. So of course he's got that like mind. Um, he's very budget focused. Like he is just all those things. He's like, you know, when he talks to someone, he like says his stuff and then he stops. He makes sure that he never interrupts anyone. He's like very, yeah, just everything. Very kind, awesome guy. Um, but yeah, that, that's him. He was just like very, you know, and he, the way he was dressed, he had like a polo on. He was like, just everything was like very clean cut and you know, done a certain way, very thoughtful in everything he did, um, which is total opposite of me because I like to talk a lot. I'm loud. I'm not orderly. I usually talk over people because like my grew up with a family where you just kind of all just talk, 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 and we're loud. So that's the opposite. <laughs> but it's actually really fun because it works, right? So I, I get him to get out of his comfort zone and do things maybe not so orderly and that's okay. Um, but then also he has taught me that it's okay to not be loud all the time and to, you know, maybe take a second and pause um, and let people talk. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, I think the attraction of that, it was just, he was very thoughtful. He, which he, um, you know, I had dated other guys and they just, they were really fun. And like, there was, you know, you know, fun things about getting to know different people, but they just weren't as thoughtful and they weren't as intentional with the people around them. And 
uh, Brant has always been super thoughtful, has always been aware of everyone's feelings around um, him, and he always wants to make sure people feel included and cared for. And so that was very attractive, you know, for me that I just was just amazed by that. Um, and just when we were around and out and about, he just knew a lot of people. He um, and just he could see a lot of people respected him. He had a lot of respect um, from when people I would talk to people about him, you know, and his character. And so anyways, all of that attraction, like definitely I was attracted to that. Um, but I think the two different yeah, personalities of, you know, loud, not loud, <laughs> organized, not organized. <laughs> um, but we have a lot of fun together. I think that's like one of the things that we get told a lot from people and just from like family members and stuff like that. Like we just enjoy talking with each other. We have a lot of fun. We laugh a lot. Um, and uh, that's, I think that's why we've worked, you know, well together. So um, you mentioned you have a son. How old is your son? He is, he just turned eight months. So he's, oh, he's a fun age. He's like, he really is. He's cause he's, you know, pulling up on things. He's able to, he's crawling really well. He's starting to feed himself, you know, just regular food. And he's just, you know, loving life, of course, because both me and my husband are home right now. So like, all the time. And so he's, you know, <laughs> he's loving life, but he, yeah, he's a lot of fun. That's awesome. I, I'm sure that he in, um, is included in the laughter between you and your husband. At oh, this yeah. Point. <laughs> yes. He uh, he loves that we're so goofy. And um, I'm sure when he gets older, um, he will not find it so funny. But right now, he loves that we're really goofy and, mm-hmm. you know, dance around and listen to music. And he just he loves it all. That's awesome. Okay, so I have to I have to hit you with this one then. Um, what do you find the most sanctifying for you? Is it marriage or has it been motherhood? Oh, that's good. Um, I definitely both, and like it's hard because with motherhood, I have just. I feel like I've just started, right? It's only been eight months. I still don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, so I, when I look back at, you know, 10 years, I've been married to my husband for 10 years. I, you know, a lot. God has, you know, taught us a lot and it has been really sanctifying, but definitely motherhood is a different beast, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, having to be fully responsible for this human and uh it's a lot it's um I mean he's such a good little baby and he like does not have all all those horrible like crying tantrums all that yet at least uh and uh but the fact that I have to take care of this little one and work and still be a wife and do ministry and like it just as the list goes on and on and on and what it does is it continues like I'm constantly reminded that I cannot do this without Christ that there is no way that I'm going to get through this and and have a good attitude about it because 
the I just I'm stretched so thin and I just mm-hmm. keep thinking oh get better but I also know that life is just going to get harder and so mm-hmm. I have to there's if I do not go back to Christ like I won't make it and so mm-hmm. um that's what the last eight months has taught me even though I for some reason I think oh if I just push through this like it will get easier but it's not going to get easier so I got to get this figured out. And so just the, I always, I know I need Christ. You know, God's taught me that a lot of things in the last 10 years, but I feel like he just like put it all together and like having a child. And it's like even more intense of like, yeah, you really are worthless without me. And he, you know, so here it is. Cause I'm going to ask a lot of you and you have a lot being asked of you. But the only way you're going to do that is and have, you know, have this joyful attitude towards it is Mm -hmm. by, you know, being grounded in Christ and going back to him and asking for him, you know, to give you strength to, you know, continue and doing these tasks, even the smallest tasks, Mm -hmm. so like changing diapers, you know, 15 times a day. No, it's not that bad, but, you know, a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Um, okay. So your son is eight months old. You've been married for 10. Um, how long have you been walking with the Lord? I, so I came to know the Lord when I was young. Uh, I was, if you say like I said the prayer when I was six, you know, um, so I always had that relationship with him or some, some type of connection. Uh, I think I didn't really like fully understand it or um, until college. And then I think like finally just realizing like this whole like, oh, I'll just like be a good person and all kind of like white knuckle things. And just, you know, as long as I just really focus on God and I just ignore all these other things, then like I'll do the right thing, which obviously does not work. And so I finally realized like what it actually means to like love the Lord and what it actually means to like be like open about my sins and like let's talk about these things and how like God wants to help me through these things. It's not just like ignoring these sins and just listening to Christ. It's like, no, this is like, you know, you need to be open about all of those things and to with Christ. And um, so I would say like, really at the end of college and then like Brant and I definitely have grown so much from you know like since we've been married you know just like God has taught us so much in the last 10 years and I'm so grateful for it because when I think back when we first got married especially me I'm like oh I don't really like myself I definitely was not the woman that I would want to be and so I am like God has definitely showed us grace in our marriage and um with each other that you know we both have grown for the better and um our relationship with the Lord has grown so much in the last 10 years and I I'm really grateful for that because I know it could have gone the other way you know Mm -hmm. very easily especially because we got married right out of college you know we didn't we had lived on our own in college, but that was it. You know, we didn't, we still were very young, you know, in our walk with the Lord and with each other. And so I'm 
God's definitely shown us a lot of grace by, you know, our marriage being as good as as good as it is, you know, ten years later. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, so if you you know think back on your life so far, what um what quality about Christ is like the most impactful to you? I mean, he has so many wonderful qualities, but is there a a character trait of him that has been like the most important to you? I think probably uh, just that he's a comforter. Like he, he can, um, we've had a lot of unknowns in since we got married, just a lot of things that have been taken away from us. Um, Just, uh, a lot of having to trust in him. And, um, I think just uh, always finding comfort in him, no matter what. And even if the worst thing that could possibly happen. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I'm really grateful for that. Like, even it, you know, some of our darkest times, uh, this past 10 years, I've like, always have found comfort in Christ and I've always known that consistency of, you know, like coming back to him, um, and just feeling his love and like him, like holding my hand and like walking me through this and knowing that he's not going to go anywhere. Um, so I think, yeah, probably my comforter would be, you know, my major, probably like the main thing that I've really seen him, uh, be for me these past years. Yeah, that's good. Thanks for sharing that. It's encouraging. Well, Carolyn, thanks so much for sitting down and chatting with me and just sharing more of your story. I've really, really enjoyed um, getting to know you and been encouraged by you. And um, now apparently I need to go get some coffee because now that's what I'm craving. (laughs) Yes, definitely. If you haven't been to our shop, I feel like most of Providence has been to our shop um but if not definitely come by to flat track coffee or palomino our sister shop it's a great shop too there's the staff over there is awesome awesome thanks so much carolyn yeah thanks for having me next week we'll be hearing from jamie bennett as he interviews trey and kirsten arbuckle thanks for listening Thank you.